If you have a Bible with you, you might like to be, uh, have it handy at John's Gospel and Luke's Gospel this morning. We're looking at a series called Kingdom Culture, and this morning our theme um, is Witness. So we're looking at Kingdom Culture, and uh, over the next couple of weeks, this is Witness Part 1, and uh, we'll be looking at what it means to be a witness in the kingdom, and um, yeah, next week we'll look at the, the power of the witness in the kingdom and the signs and the miracles that, that Jesus did and what, how they can occur and still occur today. And so it's a couple of parts to what we're looking at. So we're looking at the kingdom of God coming here on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be here on earth. So that's where we're going this morning. Okay, um, there is a, a film um, a few years ago, I think it was in the mid-80s, and it's called Witness, and it stars Harrison Ford in it. And uh, the story goes of a... Um, a, little, uh, a little Amish boy by the name of Samuel, and he, he witnesses a, um, a murder take place. Um, it's either an airport, or I think it's an airport or a railway station, and he sees something happen anyway. And um, what happens is his mother, Rachel, uh, gets police protection. They're part of the Amish community in the USA, and the whole story goes that... Um, a guy called John Book, this is Harrison Ford, a police officer, stays with this family and gives them police protection and actually goes and lives with the Amish community. It's an interesting film. Maybe you've not seen it, but this little boy is the witness and, and he's, uh, there's a group out to kill him because the more that John Book looks into this, he finds that there is a, like a conspiracy. There's a, um, something going on in the, the actual police department. And this is bigger than, than just... An incident, this is something really massive. And so he lives with this family, he looks after the family, and this, it's this, this westernized American uh, police officer gradually becomes to um, respect the faith of the Amish community in the States. Interesting film. They go around in little buggies, they don't have buttons because it's, it's considered decadent, the Amish. So you, you, you hook, everything's hooked together and everything. They all dress a certain way and you, you could laugh at it. And this police officer does it first, but eventually he becomes very respectful of their faith uh, and, and um, their purity and their faith. But the, but the idea there is that he's protecting this little boy, Samuel, and Samuel's witnessed. He's going to be testifying in court of what he's seen and heard in this murder case. And it's, that's what we want to look at this morning, because we are called to be witnesses. You are a witness. Uh, if you're a Christian, we are called to be witnesses of Jesus Christ and witnesses of the kingdom of God. And we've been looking at this together, and that's where we're going to be going um, as we uh, look this morning. Um, we see of Jesus... It says of Jesus that um, in John chapter 1, verse 14, so a little bit of background first of all, so there'll be a number of scriptures now to build up this case for witness. So this is what Jesus, uh, we read in John chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus is the Word. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the living Word. Um, he became flesh. This is what we understand is called the incarnation. At Christmas, we'll be celebrating this idea of Emmanuel, God with us, God amongst us, God in the flesh. Jesus became flesh. God became flesh. So to incarnate means incarnate is in flesh. That's what it literally means. And so there's this understanding that God becomes flesh. God becomes man. 
fully man, fully God, in flesh, not just an idea, not just a thought, not just a good intention, not a good force, but in flesh. And this is an understanding of the incarnation. It's a major Christian doctrine. And at Christmas, when we talk about Emmanuel, God with us, amongst us, this is what we're celebrating, this understanding of God. And so we read in John 1 that he, God came in flesh and dwelt amongst us. Jesus rubbed shoulders with and with and stayed a time amongst us and we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. So from that, you know, we understand and we understand the life of Jesus, that Jesus lived and shared the good news of the kingdom. If you read all the gospels, and this is, John is just one um, picture, one um, experience of the good news of Jesus, one of the Gospels. But as you read the Gospels, and we've been looking at this together, we understand that Jesus lived and shared the good news of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom is that he comes to rule. God wants to rule. He's the king and wants to rule in our hearts through a relationship of love. You know, we're talking about this understanding of rule. The kingdom, the kingdom of God is the rule of God. Jesus is a king, and the king wants to rule. And that rule is in our hearts, rule within our hearts. And that rule comes out of relationship. It's a relationship of love. He's not ringing me. He's ringing you. But that's a rule. It's a relationship. And so this king Jesus, this king of the kingdom... He rules, it's his will be done, and it comes out of relationship, love, forgiveness, grace. And so we repent and are forgiven. We looked at entering the kingdom. What is the kingdom? What, the kingdom isn't necessarily visible organization. Some people will say that's the kingdom. But it's the rule, the will of God in hearts that spreads throughout the earth and upon the earth. And by there comes the influence and love of Christ in and through our hearts. Thus the kingdom spreads upon this earth. And we're looking at seeking first the kingdom. Now, Jesus came and shared this. He lived this. He breathed this. He breathed Father, lived Father, lived relationship with Father, lived the life of a relationship with the Father, went about doing good and healing the sick. It's all of Father, love, and life. And Jesus lived and shared the good news of the kingdom. Being a Christian's good news is about a relationship with God because we can be forgiven forgiven our sin and have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. It's, it's good news and we should concentrate on the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy that he brings. And Jesus lived this, shared this. It says, we beheld his glory, we be- he became flesh, he dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. Jesus lived amongst and lived and shared this kingdom news of father relationship with God through forgiveness, repentance and forgiveness of sin. And again and again, you'll, you'll read this again and again and again. Now, upon his death and resurrection, his disciples or followers are then released to do the same, to do the same things as Jesus, to live like Jesus in the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. Upon his de- res- death and resurrection, how about this? John writing, out of his experience, says this. Uh, this is a resurrection account. Now, Jesus has died and been raised. And, when, and then he comes to his disciples and he encourages them to have peace. And it says again in John 20, verse 21. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. John 20, 21. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Upon his death and resurrection, 
Then Jesus said, peace, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. In other words, we now, as believers, they, the disciples, and we'll see this at Pentecost in a moment or two, and the, and the spreading group of disciples, as Jesus has been fleshed, God in flesh, so we are to flesh out God, the kingdom of God, coming in our hearts, the forgiveness of the love, the grace, the mercy that comes through repentance and forgiveness of sin, lived out through our hearts and lives, Jesus says, now you, as I've been sent, now you are sent likewise. So it's really interesting. Now Luke, Luke has an understanding. So that was John. So John gives this post-resurrection um, encouragement, Jesus gives this encouragement to, as I've been sent, now I'm sending you. And uh, he, Jesus incarnated God, and he wants us to incarnate, to flesh out all of his love, all of his hope. Just the same way Jesus lived and shared, not only what he said, but the way he lived and what he did, we are now to incarnate. So John gets this incarnation um, witness, uh, understanding of witness. And then Luke, now Luke says the same, the same thing, but from a slightly different perspective. He says something very similar. And uh, this is the post-resurrection experience of Jesus written from Luke's point of view. And so in Luke 24, um, there's a number of disciples walking on the road to Emmaus. And then as they're walking along, they, Jesus spends some time with them. And this is what he says. Then, he says, then Jesus opened up their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them that this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer. It's on the, in front of you there on the screen. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead. And on the third day, um, repentance uh, and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. The Messiah will suffer, rise from the dead on the third day, and then repentance and forgiveness of sins. This is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in my name to all nations. The same message, the same heart, the same love that Jesus lived and shed, he's now saying to his disciples, now you too. He says, in John, I'm sending you. Now Luke says, he's saying the same thing. He says, but you are now witnesses. Use a different word. He says, you are witnesses. You are witnesses of this. Luke, who wrote Acts, if you come with me, just stay with me just for a few more verses. So we had John's view, this incarnation, being sent the same way as Jesus, with this message of good news and life and forgiveness and freedom. Luke has the same message, but he uses a different term. He uses the term witness, but this idea of being sent, as it were, to give a witness to this good news message of forgiveness and relationship with Father and the will of Father to come in our hearts and lives and spread across the whole earth, for this is for everyone. And um, he says in Luke, it's like witness. And then in Acts, at the ascension, so there's the resurrection, and we've been reading that in Luke, and then Luke goes on to write a second book called the book of the letter to Acts, the, the Acts of the Apostles. And at this point, as Jesus is about to be taken to heaven, he, he says this, following on from Luke, saying, stay to be clothed in power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so there's an understanding in Luke um, of this power to witness, power to be witnesses, 
power to be Jesus, power to share Jesus, power, in other words, to witness the kingdom life, the kingdom message, to be lived and shared with the whole world. And that, that kingdom message of forgiveness, repentance and forgiveness, and then a relationship with Father and freedom, not only in the future of life, but here on this earth, the kingdom of God being released in our hearts and in our lives. So this, uh, so Luke has a, a particular word that he, he catches then. It appears again and again. Is this idea of witness. Um, in John, there's an understanding of sent incarnation. And uh, in a moment or two, we're going to look at how they bear for our lives and conclude uh, how practically that works out for you and I in our lives today, this understanding. Um, the word witness um, really speaks of giving testimony to what I've seen, what has been, what I've heard, what I've experienced. If I give witness in court, it's because I have seen, I've heard, I've known, I've experienced that something. And um, it's interesting that Jesus says, I tell you these things because you have witnessed, you've seen, you've heard, you've experienced my resurrection. Now, Share this. Now, you, you are witness to this. It's amazing. They saw this. But Jesus said this. Thomas, you see this, but more blessed will be those, this is you and I are in this category, that haven't seen this and yet believe and share witness to this. How amazing is that? By faith. And also, the word witness there um, is where... So, witness... In those days, uh, any sense of witness brought a sense of opposition, and it still will to some degree today, a sense of opposition. You will have resistance to your witness. They had resistance to their witness. The actual word translated there is a Greek word, martyrios, which we get our word martyr from. Interesting word. How about this? Amazing, interesting word. And so what it's saying there is, when you bear testimony, when we share our experience and understanding and life and live and share the death, the resurrection and life of Jesus Christ, there will be resistance to that message. In the early church, the resistance to that message in Rome means that Christians were taken to the lions. So they, in, in Revelation, it says they overcame their, the, the, the Satan by their testimony and the blood of the lamb and they did not love their lives it's an interesting word the word witness there it's the same word when you should it's interesting as pentecostals we're great i love i and i do and we do look at the power of the holy spirit because you've got power to be a martyr it's a frightening word isn't it particularly in the climate of the age in which we live so let's just take a couple of seconds to just unpack that word for a bit more because some of you are looking at me really shocked and quite maybe almost surprised but there will be resistance. And in the early church, they lost their lives for that. To you and I, the martyrios resistance may be that someone, you know, um, ridicules you at work. Um, it may be that a, a manager may treat you quite differently. It may be that we are fearful because people will laugh or you go against the tide. But there will be resistance. And so the ultimate resistance is a threat on our lives 
And around the world today, there are now more martyrs today than there's ever been in the history of the church. There are more Christian martyrs. And we're not talking about being a martyr and doing something and going into a marketplace and killing yourself and taking others. It, that, that, is, that is a corruption. That's, that is a corruption. That is a complete corruption of the word martyrios. This word martyrios means that you, we will face resistance. And even if that resistance is even to the point of the ultimate of the re- resistance against our lives, we will not shrink back but still say that we love the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus is my Lord. And the early Christians, that is exactly... And right now, in parts of Iraq and parts of Syria uh, and in parts and, and, and Pakistan, when people stand up to say, I love the Lord Jesus, they face martyria, resistance. And for many, it's actually their lives. For you and I, it will be something a bit, lot less than that perhaps. But can I say this? Shall I tell you what is coming? And I don't want to be a prophet of doom and gloom. What's coming in the nations is this. With what is now happening with the more popular type of vote, so stuff like Brexit, particularly now in the United States with a more uh, Republican right wing. Um, so now Christians are considered more right wing. If you can call yourself evangelical, it would be extreme. So the Archbishop of Canterbury said, by the definition of extreme, I would be called an extremist. I don't know if you've seen an article. Our Archbishop of Canterbury said that he would be called an extremist by current criteria for extremism. I tell you what is coming. I'm not saying that we necessarily be martyred in the UK for our faith, but a resistance is coming. A resistance is coming. Uh, and it always has been. It's not new, but we've had a period of history in our nation where we've been a, a more Bible-believing nation, but that is changing. And, uh, but that doesn't mean to say we need to be frightened. We just need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at the power of the Spirit to face the resistance and overcome because Jesus said, take courage. There will be trouble in the world, but I have overcome. So we can be um, witness overcomers in the power and through the power of the Holy Spirit. But there is something coming. And I tell you, it will come where people will look. And so the Fuller Evangelical University in the United States have come out. Fuller is an amazing um, university in the States has come out and said that we are evangelical, but we're not bigoted. We are evangelical, but we're for democracy. Because what's happening is the term evangelical become tainted. It's going to become tainted and the resistance is coming whereby extremism will be that even if you go against the system of this age, bear in mind, it's a consumer culture. So if we truly follow kingdom culture, kingdom values, kingdom Jesus, there is something coming in our nation which will say that we'll be extremist, even though we would... I believe in democracy. I believe in praying for those in authority. I believe in the rule of law of our nation. I believe I should do nothing. Jesus said, turn the other cheek. So martyrios, witness, is such a powerful prophetic word. And the embracing of the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be so significant in the next the next three, five, ten years of our nation. Okay, so there's this understanding that she said, you are to be my witnesses. Let's bring it all together and, and, and wrap up that um, together. Um, 
So don't worry, we will experience trouble, but Jesus said, I've overcome the world. And he sent the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, don't worry, I send the person to be with you and in you. He will help you. He will empower you. And so in Acts 1.8, we see there, you shall receive power, dynamic, supernatural, miracle. This is power for miracles. Miracle power to be my witnesses. So as we conclude, we're called to be incarnate witnesses, bringing the t- John's understanding and Luke's understanding of kingdom We're to be incarnate witnesses. Well, what does that mean? How does that work out? With this, we conclude. Well, it works out like this, by being. Go look at three quick things. By being. It says, Jesus incarnated and dwelt amongst. And so we can't just talk about Christianity. People will see through if you don't really believe it. Do we believe what the word of God says? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Lots of Christians say, yeah, but we need to do As we believe that, as we saturate our our hearts and lives in who Jesus is, full of the Spirit, to be. And so we need to be, Jesus said, you need to be born again. Be born of the Spirit. It's supernatural in John chapter 3. And so to be born again, it's a, a new being. We are new creations. And so we're to be. We're not just doings. We're not human doings, but human beings. And Christ lived and breathed. And so this speaks of relationship. So Jesus says treasure. We've looked at this. I I can't go into detail now, but have a look at the series on kingdom culture. We've treasure a relationship with Father. Treasure a relationship. Seek first the kingdom of God. That kingdom is a relationship with Father through his son, Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, through repentance and forgiveness of sin. And then in the power of the Spirit, we live that life by those values, both through Christ, Christ in us, being, being. So first of all, the kingdom of God is going to come and we will be witnessed by being. So you cut, the danger is this, and this is a danger for us as Western Christians, we compartmentalize. So we can be something here and I can be something. I'm, I speak about myself. I could be something else at home. I could be something else at work. I could be something else with my friends, but I am who I am. Have you, what's the song? I am who I am. Is it? I forget, is it Gloria Gaynor or someone like that? I, but there is something. We are new creations in Christ, and we are to be that. We can't compartmentalize can't, can't, can't something like that. Can't be one thing or another. We have to be. This is who we are, and allow Jesus to grow in and our hearts and through our lives. So it's the forgiveness, the purity, the holiness, the goodness of Christ. That's the good news of the gospel in us and through us. So by being. So wherever you go, Jesus said, you are light. We've, we've got something. We're not, we're not going to do it today, but we've got something to give away to everybody that, that, that celebrates the fact that we're light. We're new creations. And wherever we go, we take light. I'll, I'll, we'll give you that in a few weeks' time. So be prepared. We're going to give you something, a free gift to celebrate the fact that we're light in the world. But to be, beings. Uh, the, the, um, sorry, the second thing is by doing, by being and doing. It says Jesus dwelt amongst. We have to be amongst people, being. We can't parachute. And please hear me right here. I don't just parachute an evangelistic team into the town center and then we, we, we pull out. We have a quick retreat it is good to go into the town center. It's good to share our Christian faith, and that's good. But it's by being every day. Jesus dwelt amongst. So wherever you dwell, wherever I dwell, that's our witness. You are witnesses for Christ, whether you like it or not. Second thing is by doing. 
by reaching and serving. Jesus was a servant of all. He reached out to those that were sick. He reached out to those that were hurting. He reached out to the bruised. He lifted up the fallen. You know, we're having a heart and a concern for the world in which we live by doing good. The apostles said that this Jesus whom you crucified, he, he, he went about sharing the new good news of the kingdom and doing good and healing the sick and raising the dead. And there's something about doing. There's something, we, but our being has to be the first thing that enables our doing. Very often as Christians, we can get lost on, on, on food banks, which is doing, and that's good. But it's our being that is, supports our doing. And it's that, first of all, an amazing relationship with Father. A treasuring, first, the kingdom relationship with Father God. And all the values and all of that that comes out of my life and who I am. And then I'm able to do, to do, and to go and be amongst and reach out. And it can be things like food bank. It can be things like love. And it can be things like friendship. We'll be looking at this next week, but looking at the gifts of raising the dead and healing the sick and sharing the message in power and, and, but doing and reaching out to those around us. And then finally, by being, doing, and telling. And telling. A witness is being, doing, and telling. Testifying is being, doing, and telling. An incarnate witness. This is what Jesus did. And this is the sharing. Raising the awareness. Raising the name of Jesus over our lives. That doesn't mean to say you're going to say, you know, bash someone over their head. My experience has been both positive and negative as a Christian. I've experienced Christians that are able to be, do, and share. And I've heard Christians that come and tell me what I should be doing. And I've never seen them before. They've parachuted into my life. The ones that have had experience more of profound effect on me was an engineer at Calibration Systems Limited, where I worked as a technician. And he dwelt amongst the department. And I used to have coffee beside him. And he became friendly, and we became friends. And then he began to share, and he showed something different. And then I said, well, what, why, why are you the way you are? And he said, well, I'm, I have faith, I believe in Jesus. And then he shared more. And, and so there was a dwelling, a being, and then he began to tell and raise awareness and tell me about the good forgiveness of Jesus Christ, and I became a Christian. And so there was this idea of witness. It's, it's, it, there is a raising of the name of Jesus and telling. In the power of the Holy Spirit. We embrace all that the person of the Holy Spirit. You see, we need the person of the Holy Spirit because there will be resistance. And this is supernatural. The kingdom of God is the, ki- is the kingdom of heaven on earth. And so it's supernatural. There's resistance. The devil will resist. There is um, a dominion of darkness. There's the kingdom of God and a dominion of darkness, a ruler of darkness who will resist. And there is resistance. And so we need the power, the dynamic power of the person of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives so that we can be, we can do, and we can tell. We can reach out to those in signs and wonders and hope for this world in which we live. And so Jesus says, as the Father sent me to, to do, to be, and to tell, now I am sending you. Let's pray together. We're going to sing as we close um, this morning. And uh, while the team just come up together, let's just pray, shall we? So this morning, wherever you're found, uh, you and I, we are witnesses. To be witnesses, we are to incarnate, live amongst, to be, to do, and to tell in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, wherever we are. And that comes 
by the kingdom of God, the rule of God, just growing in our heart and in our lives. Not allowing us to be one thing somewhere else, but this is who I am, and allowing the kingdom of God to grow in our hearts and through our lives. This is probably now going to become one of the greatest challenges. This is now the great challenge for the church. It's, it's not our facilities. It's not finance. The greatest challenge of the church now will come in our witness and the resistance to that witness and uh, embracing the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray thy kingdom come. His will be done on earth, in us, through us, as it is in heaven. Heavenly Father, we come before you and say, Jesus, King Jesus, thank you that you are alive. We love you and we adore you. And we pray that you uh, just fill and flood us. We pray that your word, your words, Jesus, will dwell in our hearts richly. We pray that all the fullness that was in you will be in us too, Lord Jesus, through you, Holy Spirit. We open up our hearts afresh so that we may be continually filled continually filled with and through you, person of the Holy Spirit, we pray today. We open our hearts and lives to you right now, Holy Spirit. Father God, Lord Jesus, we open our hearts and lives to you that we might be filled more and more of you. We treasure our relationship with you. We just want to embrace all that you have for us and all that you have for me, all that you have for our church. We pray that upon this earth, for believers, your witnesses, We now pray for a fresh empowering, a fresh empowerment, a release in our hearts and lives. That we believe all that you said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always. Go into all the world. Oh, Lord Jesus, we now embrace all that you have for us. Just may it be be fresh. May it feel new again. Come and we stir our hearts and we pray for a fanning of flame in our hearts and minds and lives right now. Wherever there is resistance, we pray, Lord, where it's dark, burn brighter. Just as the early church says when they were resisted, give us more passion, greater boldness to reach out, to stretch out, perform your signs and wonders through us and in us. And wherever we go, we pray more, we pray, Father God. Where it becomes tougher, may we become good soil and softer hearts. Where the world becomes greater challenge and tougher, may our hearts be softer and we become more your great servants, we ask. Holy Spirit, empower us for witness, we pray. May we be released right here, right now, as a church, in our nation. And for this, as a generation, we ask. Fresh in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we respond in worship.